The topic I want to discuss today, it relates to Chinuch, and therefore really should be part of a Chinuch series. Even though it's maybe not part of the subject so follow on week to week, or the topics we've been discussing, it's also the kind of topic one doesn't want to necessarily talk about. But being as the circumstances which we, and I think together with all of Klaistral, find ourselves in following the tragedy which happened in Miran, so maybe it's an appropriate time to discuss it now. And what I want to discuss is when when Leyalen, which will never happen again, but when tragedies happen, how does one break the news to their children, how, how does one discuss it with their children, and why it's an important topic to talk about is because very often people's natural reaction is not necessarily the right one. Let me explain. A lot of people feel that something so terrible, something which could definitely hurt people, cause them to be anxious, cause them to be sad, afraid, some people feel naturally that the easiest thing to do is to say nothing. But as you're going to see, that's probably the worst thing to do. Why? Because if a person would be blissfully unaware that anything had ever happened, and you'd be able to keep him that way, that might be a nature. But when children are aware that something's gone wrong, they can hear it by the tone of voice, they can hear it by the the, the feeling they sense from their parents, or in the conversations which they're not really a part of, but they overhear snippets of conversation, or they'll hear something from their friends, or pick it up from the street, they know something's happened. And that's the case, they'll come to their parents for clarification. What happened? What, what's everyone said about what, what, what went wrong? And if the parents is nothing, nothing, everything's fine, nothing happened. So there's two problems with that approach. The first one is, no one's going to believe it. No one's going to believe it. A child has a certain amount of awareness of what's going on, and he realizes something happened. It's not like just because the parents said, no, nothing happened. He'll think, all right, so then nothing happened. There's a certain uh, societal, so to speak, cue that he can pick up that something's gone wrong. And if one doesn't know what it is, then the nature of a person is to imagine the worst. So they don't know exactly what happened. There must be something really terrible. So a person starts to imagine what could it be. And a person's demian, a person's imagination is unfettered, is not held down by anything. And therefore a person heard a tragedy happened, he doesn't know what it is. So they're going to imagine what could it have been, and like I said, very often... The imagination is even worse than the reality. And that applies to everybody. I know even when one first heard the first reports of what happened to Miran, and no one yet knew the details, just major tragedy, massive, massive disaster. And one doesn't know what happened and how many people got hurt and if people got hurt. So the person starts to imagine what could it have been and very often when a person's imagined as having been, is even worse than what it was. And like I said before, that's not fair. It's not helping the child deal with the situation. It's putting them to 
extra tire if I'm gonna those words because the one feels that the scare being the fear or the pain or the worry about an imagined materials which is even worse than what really happened. Secondly there's a second reason why it doesn't help just to brush up children and say nothing happens is a parent will lose their credibility. The child, like I said before, children are they have sense, the feeling, the atmosphere, they know something happens. And as children should, they'll come to their parents as a source of information. And hopefully not just a source of information, but a source of perspective, a source of direction of what happened and how to deal with what happened. And if the parent's not going to provide that, the parents are going to ignore it, deny it. So then the children are going to look elsewhere to find the information. It's not just because the parents said nothing happened, they'll forget about it. And the only thing which happens then is that the parents lose credibility because they weren't honest, because they didn't tell the children anything. And therefore the child will know next time when something happens, don't ask your parents because they aren't going to be the ones to share it with you. They aren't going to be the ones to help you through it. And therefore that's not the right approach to take. Unfortunately, tragedies have happened in the past. We hope they won't happen in the future. But part of being a parent is to help guide our children how to deal with misfortune, how to deal with sorrows. And therefore, denying that anything happens is not necessarily the right amount. And it doesn't just apply to sorrows which affect all of Klai Israel. The same idea applies to sorrows within the family. Loyalainu, someone's not well. Loyalainu, a grandparent hurts himself or gets sick. And everyone's worried about them and everyone's concerned. And the child says, what happened? And the same thing. Just to deny it, nothing happened, everything's okay. Means that, number one, the child will imagine worse. And number two, the parent will lose their credibility or their ability to help their children learn how to deal with with pain, with tragedy, with whatever misfortune it was. And therefore, I'd like to suggest, this is having discussed this with a friend of mine who's a child psychologist, so this is, this is his expertise, both from a Khilaf point of view and from a Hashkafa point of view, as well as a medical, psychological point of view, what's the right way to deal with something? Number one, one doesn't need to go into details which are likely to be more scary, more horrific. It's enough to give a general description of what happens. Something very bad happened, people got hurt. And number two, after describing in general terms what happened, like we said, in a case like this one, there's so many people there, and as a result, people got people got pushed into each other, and some of them got hurt, some of them got very badly hurt. Number two, to put it into perspective, is Therefore, 
having given the basic picture what happened, how does it feel about it? And therefore, more than just providing information, like I said, it doesn't have to be in all its minute, terrible detail, is to provide a perspective. We're very sorry. We're very sorry for all the people who got hurt. We're very sad for all the families. Other people got hurt. We would. We should daven that this doesn't happen again. So next point. It's also important. It takes people time to process information. They ask a question. You gave them an answer. It's something which is hard for the man to grasp, even for us as adults. The enormity of a tragedy is very hard to grasp. And therefore, a person that plays it over in their mind, and it could be numerous times, and they try to, so to speak, get a hold of it. They try to come to terms with it. It's very likely, it's even expected, there will be more questions that will come up. If the parents and people got hurt, what happened to them? How did they get hurt? How badly were they hurt? How many people? Now here once again, it's part of the process of coming to terms with something. The person can, as the expression goes, wrap their mind around it. It's part of the process of being able to grasp something that they're aware of it. And therefore a child not being a nudnik, but coming back to ask again, even just to repeat the point he said before. It's, they're struggling to come to terms with it. And then again, it's not just the child. Anybody who's shocked by a tragedy, so at the beginning it's hard to believe, it's hard to accept. And it replays itself numerous times in a person's mind until they're fully able to, to grasp the enormity of what happened. If a child comes back for further clarification or with questions to ask more details, again, one doesn't have to provide more information than was asked. But it's helping the healing process. And another point in this idea is to say, I don't know, is also a fair answer. So if the story is, yes, we're sad because we know that a lot of people who went to Iran got hurt. There were too many people, and people got pushed into each other, and some of them got hurt. And if the follow-up question is going to be, how many people? It's a fair thing to say, and this is definitely the truth. At the beginning, we don't know yet. We know it was some people, but that's also bad. Even if one person gets hurt, it's bad. If a few people get hurt, it's worse. If a lot of people get hurt, it's terrible. How many exactly, we don't know. What happened to them? So you said some of them got a little bit hurt, some of them got very badly hurt. Some people even lift it. But that's another point. It's also important. And that is, specifically by children, so to speak, they have a certain worldview which a person needs to feel safe, to feel that they're not, not at risk. And when something happens and other people do get hurt, other people know they don't even lift it. So then, a child's way of thinking is, maybe this will happen to me. 
and a doubt knows it more about cause and effect. And therefore, if the, the reasons which cause it aren't there, they don't expect the effect. But for a child, just the very fact that things go wrong is unsettling. And a certain thing, it may happen to me, it may happen to my family. And therefore, another important point, as I heard from my friend, the psychologist also, is to reassure the child, it's, the event's over. The event's over. It's not, gonna, it's, not, it's not still happening. What happened, happened, we're very sad about it, but right now, no one's at risk anymore. It's the same thing with learning when there's been terrorist attacks in Israel. So, children can think and rightly so. Maybe he can be hurt as well. And there was also important, the same idea. The attack happened, the event happened, but the terrorist has been caught, eliminated, he's not there anymore, whatever the case is. There isn't continued, there isn't ongoing risk. And therefore, the idea is just to come to terms with the tragedy which has happened, and it's not also the anxiety of, maybe this will happen to me too. And if they're going to put it into so many words, how do I know this will happen to me? So now it's not just a question of helping the child deal with what was, I can give him some practical advice as well. Avoid, avoid places which are too crowded. When people are pushing, don't go near them, you don't want to get pushed. Or whatever other advice you'll have to give is. And then it becomes not something which is, so to speak, something out of the child's ability to control. Or out of the child's ability to prevent. Now that's a psychological advice. We know also in Muna, HaKadosh Baruch decides everything. It's not just a question of the precautions we can take. That's all the Shtadlis. But the Muna answer is also HaKadosh Baruch is looking after everybody. It's true Hashem sometimes decides that people get punished. But, if it, but there's no reason Hashem should decide that other people should get punished. There's no reason to think about it. that never, everyone deserves punishment. And therefore there's a second point here too. And that is, we're scared of something bad happening to us also. Okay, that's something to have a mind about. There's something to dive into Hashem to look after us. The surface of two points. Number one, a child needs the security of knowing or having his parents to be able to ask for guidance, for encouragement, even for information. A parent should be willing to provide that. And number two, what's important is to provide perspective. Yes, to outline in brief terms, generalized terms about what happened, but to reassure the child, this doesn't mean that they're at risk. Whether because of the circumstances or because of the fact that we rely on Hashem to protect us. And if it's a process which the child needs to speak through, and the process the child needs to come to terms with, give them, give them the space to do that. It could be in numerous times that they'll need to ask more questions, or even to ask the same questions. For them to come to terms with what happened. That's the second point. 
There's one more point. Very often, when a tragedy strikes, there's another feeling also, and that is of helplessness. There's nothing a person can do. And that itself is a frightening thought, that I'm, I'm at the mercy of circumstances under my control, there's nothing I can do. Or when something bad happens, so now there's nothing for me to do. And yes, psychology has its way of dealing with giving people, so to speak, outlets, something they can do. We don't need to look for their outlets. We have our own. As from Yidin, we have the option of a person can daven. A person can daven for those people who were injured, that they should get better. A person can do mitzvahs, the initials of people who are nifta. Whether it's chesed, whether it's staka, whether it's tehillim, shnais, whatever it's going to be. And it channels, therefore, what, what would have otherwise just been a f- sense of helplessness into a sense of purpose. We very we can't actively help them. It's actually children can't, especially if you're in a faraway place. But we can help them. We can daven for them. We can do mitzvahs for them. We can give tzedakah. We can do chesed. That's all finding a positive outlet, so to speak, which gives the person the sense that they can do something to help. They can do something, and they're not just left as, so to speak, witnesses or people who know about uh, something going wrong, which is nothing for them to, which is nothing that they're able to do. They don't feel helpless. Sometimes it's more practical. If it's not something of this nature, but it's let's say something in the family, and maybe there's something much more real that a person can, a child can do to help as well. If someone in the family later is not well, so yes. The fact that one involves one's children, with grandparents or great grandparents or uncle or aunt or whatever is the sick, they have to go to hospital, we have to dump them to get better. Maybe they can do something to help in their house. Maybe they can do something to help the family effort, so to speak. Of course, they can daven. The main points. Number one, like everything else, it's something that the child naturally looks to their parent how to respond or how to deal with, with with pain, with lust, with fear. The parent isn't meant to, so to speak, ignore that responsibility by, by pretending that nothing happened. He's using a valuable opportunity to teach his child how to deal with these things. And therefore, yes, at a level the child can understand, one can tell him. As much as the child needs reassurance, one can reassure him. A little child sees someone taking away an ambulance. 
What happened? Why is it being carried out in an ambulance? He's not well. He's to go to hospital. Bad decision will make him better. The child, like I said, often thinks, what about me? What happened to me? So we can reassure him. Baruch Hashem is not sick. Baruch Hashem is young and healthy. So yes, people get sick, but he can daven to Hashem to make him healthy. As a parent, you can say, you daven to Hashem every day should be healthy, which anyway parents should be doing. And therefore we can look, Hashem is going to look after him. And it was going to be, well, what can they do? You can help that person too. Maybe you can help their family. Maybe you can daven for them. Whatever it's going to be. And then it gives a perspective. Yes. Anytime misfortune happens, it's shocking. But there's a way to deal with it. To put it into perspective. And to be able to find something positive even. That we can, a person can do it to move forward. There's one more point I want to add. And that is, like the Gemara says, the mission is in Perkavas. Very often people tend to find lessons to moralize about this, why this happened and what we should do about it, whether it's of a very practical nature or it's of a more spiritual nature, it doesn't make a difference. What the mission is saying is when a person first hears about a tragedy, we're still coming to terms with the reality of the tragedy, now is not the time to find reasons to improve or reasons for what happened. Maybe there's a place for it, but much later on. Because that's a, something involving a person's logic. And the first reaction that people have to a tragedy is an emotional reaction, not a logical one. It has to deal with the emotions first. And a person is shocked and a person is shaken and a person doesn't know what to do. Or they feel afraid themselves. So now is not the time to talk about the moral conclusion to draw, the lessons which can be learned. There'll be a place for that maybe a bit later on. Right now the idea is to provide a person with confidence that they're not at risk. To provide them perspective. Otherwise they're going to imagine the tragedy much worse than what really happened. And to, to provide them with an outlet that there's someone to talk to. And to rather with a channel. That what can they do? Those are all responses channeling the emotions to deal with an emotional upheaval. Now's not the time for logical conclusions. To dive in for someone isn't a logical conclusion. It's a reaction to pain. It's a reaction to helplessness. It's a reaction to sharing someone else's suffering. The lessons to be learned, or the, or the conclusions to be drawn, on a logical sense, that's more for later. After a person come to terms, comes to grips with the reality, now's the time to think logically. Now's the time to think ahead. What can we do in the future? That's not the first step. Like I said, this is a topic which is really part of Chinuch. It's something we pray and hope never to need to know, never need to have to use. But when we confront with the circumstances of tragedy, of loss, 
of the scope we witnessed. So maybe this is an appropriate time to bring up this topic. It could be it's even still appropriate for people today. What to tell your children now. And we finish with the bracha. That they should never need to be happy again.